Kiss My Girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, go! Good morning. Happy Sunday, Constance. Good morning, beautiful Annalise. How are you? I'm so chic. How are you? I'm good. The sun's beaming down on you right now. Oh, thanks so you much. You look angelic. Well, I wish I could say the same for you, but you know, you're, you're picking a dready out of your hair. But, I'm you picking know. out a dready with, a, with an orange spray tan. <laughs> I've seen better days. And so today, Con, we are going to be chatting to Jamila Rizvi about her new book, Not Just Lucky, which I have definitely been enjoying. I've read a few chapters. It's about empowering women in the workplace. Great. Con, you have been the victim of identity fraud. (laughs) Identity fraud (laughs) in the worst possible way. It is one of my favourite stories of 2017, so I can't wait (laughs) to tell everyone else and see if they find it as comical as I did. And uh, later on, Con, we're going to be talking about your engagement because you know me, I love a wedding. Oh my God, oh my. I was holding off telling oh, you. I am I just... I knew every conversation would be about weddings and I don't really do that. I am wedding colour schemes, I am themes, I'm <laughs> sand, I'm bare feet, I'm flower crowning. It's all in my head. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it for like the next year. <laughs> and up next, Con, Offspring came back this week. It yes. did. I know. We feel like our family came back together again. Yeah. So we're going to be reliving some of those glorious, awkward moments. Can't wait. This is the Queen Sesh. Con and I are very excited because we are obsessed with Offspring. I actually have the same stylist as Nina. Oh. (laughs) In case you haven't noticed, that's the look I go for. It's not the look I achieve. Yes. But it's the look I go for. Oh, her style is just the chicest. Like everything she wears and her Mm -hmm. earrings, her necklace, her like messy buns, she always just looks. She always looks chic. Effortlessly, flawlessly chic. And the house. I can't oh, cope. Everything. So there were some great moments from the episode that we watched this week. Um, one of them that I found hilarious was when Nina's daughter busted in on her shagging the new boyfriend. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's sweat. Look, mummy's getting squashed. It's a squashing game. And they started like <laughs> acting out squashing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the new boyfriend's so awkward no matter what he does. He's as awkward as her. But I actually like him. I think he's hot. Oh, so hot. Yeah, yes. there's something really sexy about him. Very ruggedly He's really your type. Mm, I know. Mm. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Jimmy and Zara, the little brother and his partner with the two kids. I found their relationship just so grim. Like you know those moments when you've got young kids and your relationship is just like okay. So rock I didn't bottom. watch last season, and when I turned it on last night, I just saw that they were still having problems. I thought, okay, can we just? Can we just scrap this? It, it made it gave me anxiety. Like I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I have been Zara. You know those moments? Yeah, 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 it's just totally. like rock bottom. Zara, it, it, made, it gave me anxiety She's clearly got it. postnatal depression. Has that come out yet? No, I don't know. She's definitely got postnatal depression. Oh, anyway. I've diagnosed her. <laughs> what I, what I, I Googled did, it and I diagnosed her. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved was, and I love about the show, is the awkward family 
scenarios yeah. like that yeah. dinner party um oh, they were I can all relate to around. that dinner party in ways <laughs> that I cannot explain Nina's mum let's have a listen at the bombshell again we had a sexual encounter Marjorie and myself and Renata <laughs> three and myself. after that there was another night <laughs> no this is uncalled this is so this night was without Renato <clears throat> the two of you mm. a night of skin mm. and energy and a deep intuitive <laughs> understanding so when 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 I saw and this, I I'm sorry, but skin. I did, did you think of my think of your mum. Yeah. yeah, of course, it's my mum. That is so my mum. And um, <laughs> I, th- I thought of my mum as well. But you know, it gave me this like awkward flashback. The worst time I've ever inv- introduced a boyfriend to my family. The first time I ever had him come over. Yeah. For, like it was like one a.m. and we were like getting in a cab, and he was meant to drop me off, but he came in. Mm. And so I was like, all right, whatever. I live with my mum. You got to be really quiet and blah blah blah. So he said, I need to go to the toilet. And I just went, oh, my God. <laughs> Mum's going to wake up. My stepdad's going to wake up. So, like, my mum wakes up, screams at everybody. She's, like, trying to hold the dog and the cat apart because they're trying to kill each other because <laughs> o- the new boyfriend's opened the wrong bloody door and that's, like, let the cat and the dog. My mum's like, you're not to open that door. The cat and the dog aren't allowed to meet each other. And then she goes and weaves with the door open, like, oh. just wearing, you know, she's just wearing, like, a white top, which is her no uniform bra. and undies, yeah. no bra. Mm. And she's weeing and yelling at me while she's weeing. And then she's woken up my stepdad. And out of the back room where my stepdad lived comes my stepdad holding an air, uh, full orange juice container of his own urine because it's too cold to go to the toilet and my boyfriend almost like turned around and just walked out <laughs> and my mum's screaming at him from the toilet going Scott that's bloody disgusting if you piss in the orange juice container one more time and I'm just like <gasps> <laughs> your family is worse than the Proudmans my family's worse you win right now con we are Thrilled to have the esteemed writer, presenter, commentator. She's here to chat to us about her new book, Not Just Lucky. Welcome to the Queen Sess, Jamila Rizvi. Hello, hello, Constance. It's so nice to chat to you. I'm such a big fan. Oh, I'm a big fan of yours. How's that? That's oh, awesome. I love mutual admiration. So, Jamila, I am a very big fan of yours. I've only just laid my hands on your new book, Not Just Lucky, for 24 hours. Oh, I'm hours. sorry it's gotten to you so late. Not at all. but I So I haven't read it cover to cover, but I've read quite a few chapters. And, okay, so I <laughs> honestly, I walked into work today and I actually felt like I had, you know, I, I had my shoulders back. I was like, yes, yes. confidence. I'm just going to queen on into work. And I felt more like empowered and, and confident. And I, I just got that from reading a few chapters of your so book. So tell me a bit what the book's about. If you think about all of the like books that are written for women about career, right? Yep. They're all written by these women at the very top of the game who are yep. like superstars and looking down from on high Absolutely. to tell women how to be better. It can be quite hard and to I stomach always, when you're sitting at home with no qualifications. Oh God. <laughs> oh, God. And I used to read them and like I remember that line in Lean In where she talked about the night nanny and I almost spat the book. <laughs> like, I was like, shut up! <laughs> I was like, surely you can write a career book for women that, is written by a sister, like is written by a girlfriend. Yep. So my in writing the book, I wanted to write a career book that was like me having a glass of wine with my girlfriends and giving them a really firm pep talk. Yes, um, yes. As opposed to someone telling you how to live your life. And the other part of it, I suppose, is I got frustrated that all the books about women and career and confidence they, I felt like they blamed women. Like it said to the it said to women, "This is your fault that you feel mm. like this." 
Whereas I love that because it's very much makes not. the case that workplaces make women feel this yeah, way. Yeah. And, that that's and once you've accepted that you've been put in this terrible position, now it's your it's not your fault, it's your responsibility. I like that rather than going, you know, those girls that go, well, why didn't you tell your husband that you wanted to, to go back to work? It's like not that simple, especially if you're not coming from yeah. a place of privilege. Well, it's actually victim blaming, right? It's no totally different than saying, blaming. well, why didn't yep. you leave him if he hit you? Like, well, yep, because there absolutely. are a whole lot of reasons here that meant that absolutely. I felt like I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you and you talk about that women can be apologetic at work and that really did yeah. speak to me. I feel like I can do that definitely sometimes. Oh, I Why do, do you think we do it? I think it comes from a still it comes from a sense the fact that workplaces were built by men for men. And mm. so even though women are increasing in numbers in workplaces, we still feel like outsiders. There's still yeah. a sense of, oh, I'm lucky to be here. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, and I'm kind of trespassing on someone else's territory. So we kind of yeah. apologize for taking up space. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I think there's part of us that's like, oh, I don't want to step on toes. I want everyone to like me. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm kind of overbearing or bossy. And b- b- we're made to feel that way because we're made to feel like we don't belong there. And that's mm. that's a tragedy. Like, how awful to make women feel like they don't belong in their own workplace. Yeah, um, yep. I like that you you talk quite a bit about crying at work. Now, I'm a Thank word you. crier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a very uh, high dose of prolactin uh, running through my veins. Yeah, and you talk about how it's it's not all bad, but there is. It's a balance between being vulnerable and being, you know, highly emotional. I'm sort of yes. yet to get that balance, I, I feel. <laughs> it's a hard balance to find. And look, I, I don't, I offer that chapter with zero judgment because I open it mm. with talking about crying in front of my bosses. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, like it happens all the time. And there are, like, I, I do think there is a problem with, with this idea of like work happens over here on the right hand side and your life and your emotions happen here over here on the left and they're not connected. Mm-hmm. Like, of course they're connected and you're still you at work and you and as so a whole person who like has you don't have a problems. Voice, you can be overwhelmed. Mm. And so that's the times that I've cried at work has been like because I felt voiceless. I felt like I couldn't get yes. my message across and it overwhelmed me so much that I'd cry. But if I ever cried, I'd just walk out of my job because I'm too proud. Yeah. <laughs> And I've always said there is no more beautiful a day than the one that you walk out of your job into. (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of women say that um, the main main reason women cry at work is actually when they feel frustrated or angry. Yeah, wow. Like it's not a weak thing. It's not a weakness of I feel pathetic or vulnerable. It's often like pure pure frustration and like I can't, why aren't you understanding what I'm saying? And that's where the tears come from. Um, And and that's often, that's, I think it's listed as the chief reason that women cry at work is that they're frustrated or angry. Yeah. yeah wow. Because I reckon I cry would cry more at work or than hungover. at home. <laughs> <laughs> and hungover. No one owned up to that one. <laughs> yeah, no. It didn't happen at my period. I was not hungover. <laughs> Angie Miller, you talk about the sisterhood a bit and, um, you know, touch on mentors and things. And what I, I love this quote from Michelle Obama. You said, um, she said, when you've worked hard and done well and walked through that doorway of opportunity, you do not slam it shut behind you. You reach back and you give other folks the same chances that helped you succeed. Yeah. Oh, that's God, a beautiful she's chic, isn't, isn't she? Oh. She's just, she is a classy, oh. classy dame. She really yeah. is. I love that you've yeah, written this book. I just love that you, because I've seen you for years on my Facebook feed and you've always just looked at like one of those chicks that just kills it, you know, working for cool companies and all the rest of it. Yeah, I Julie love that Gillard. you've now put it, yeah. you've put it in paper and you've handed it on and said, this isn't just mine, this is everyone's. And I love that. 
Oh, thank you. It awesome. really is like it's a genuine love letter to this book. This book. Oh, um, so it's very much the kind of conclusion is about, you know, as women, we don't get ahead as individuals. We get ahead as we, like, we rise together. Yes, totally. Well, where is it available, Dimmix? Uh, yeah, it'll be all good, all, all bookstores, and then it's online at Booktopia. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Jamila. Um, we're you. so oh, no, honoured to you have you on the Queen me. Sesh. And, and Jamila, thank you for writing such a beautiful book. No, thank Sounds you amazing. so much. This is the Queen Sesh. I'm trying not to laugh because Constance Hall has been the victim of identity fraud. <laughs> Which is a really serious matter when it people is. are stealing your money and using your credit rating. But it is. I don't. I've got about five bucks in the bank at the moment, and my credit rating. So yeah, what they've done is they've used my face, which is flattering. Mm-hmm. So I got a message from a f- almost like an uncle figure, a very close family friend, oh. and he said to me, "What are you doing on Plenty of Fish?" <laughs> now that's a dating website. <laughs> I, every time I look at the news, it says you're engaged, but you're on Plenty of Fish. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so he sent me a screenshot of a profile on a dating website with my yes. photos. She's mm-hmm. using my face and I'm totally flattered because, let's be honest, I'm not the best looking woman in the world. I'm, you know, no bloody, I'm not definitely not unattractive. No, you're divine. But, um, yeah, pretty divine. But, but is... she's obviously, this. Well, I think it might be a man, and <laughs> decided that my face is the one that they want to use for their plenty of fish profile. I agree, Con. When when I saw that, uh, uh, humour aside, I thought, you know what, she's made it. You know, I don't care that she's written Australia's best-selling book. I don't care. She's got over a million <laughs> queens on her socials. Someone wants to represent themselves on a dating website with her face. As looking like me. Life goals. I discussed this with Denim and we agreed that it was, mm. you know, like, obviously they don't know that people know who I am. Mm. So they just think that I'm a nice, pleasant-looking mm person, yep. but I've never been that. You know, I've never, ever been the girl next door type, but maybe they think I look a bit well, girl next door Let's have a read because I think they're going for an edgy sort of look, looking at okay. the interests. All right, so your interests on your Plenty of Fish profile, Con. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. a new age artist. Yeah, that yep. can be described as you. You're an artist. Sometimes my dog walks on my paintings and I sold my work. Cool, you've got dogs. This maybe could be you, actually. Oh, my God, this person can't speak English. It says sometimes my dog walked... On my painting and I sold my work. So obviously English is their second language. Yeah, we're guessing. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a professional artist. I'm a vegan. I love coffee, walks on the beach, meditation. Perfect date is a walk on the beach with me and the dog at sunset on a rug with a fine vegan meal. Right. So yep. it's definitely a man um, because my you know, uncle figure offered mm. to date <gasps> this. <laughs> no. Yes. What He's happened? since reported them. Because they wouldn't date him. He said, can we date? Is the, are the photos really you? And yes. the, the guy, who's obviously pretending to be me, said, yes, the photos are really me. And no, we cannot date. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Con. Like, the real you would never play hard to get, but the plenty no. of fish constants yeah. plays hard to She's get. She's actually doing me justice. <laughs> she says no to dates. I've never said no to a date. Not once. Not even when I'm like in a relationship. I'm like, oh, that's a free dinner. What night? <laughs> This week I diagnosed myself with a brain tumour. Yes. Yes, it ended up just being a mild stress headache. But I Googled at 3am, like I have to put my phone on silent so you can't even hear the tap, tap, tap because Mm. I'll get in trouble for Googling at 3am, you know, all of my symptoms. And I blogged about how I had a brain tumour at 3am and I had so many women say to me, oh my God, I'm using Dr. Google too. So I thought this week we're going to get 
a psychologist in. Yes, so we have and we've we're roped ask in. Her, yep, we've yep, roped we've in. We've roped in Louise Adams. She's been on the show before. She's a clinical psychologist with 18 years of clinical experience. And she gives us free free therapy. I know. And she's the founder of Treat Yourself Well Sydney. She's the creator of Treat Yourself Well Online. She's an author. I just want to lie on her couch. Welcome Please. to the Queen Sesh, Louise. Thank you so much for inviting me back. It's great to be here. Oh, thank oh, you. We're, we're for our winning free to counseling. hear every week, yes. Louise. Yeah. We hold back because yep. we know you've got a life. <laughs> so, Not Louise, really. this week yeah. I diagnosed myself with a brain tumour. Yeah. The week yeah. before that it was bowel cancer. Mm. Oh. The week before that I had a heart disease. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me, Louise? Ooh, it's going to take a while, well, Louise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lie, lie on the couch and tell me about your childhood. No, not, not. <laughs> Yes, that's what I want. I feel like doing that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, nothing's wrong with you except you're human and you have what's called a worried mind. And yes. a lot of us I'm have writing this, this worried mind. <laughs> Yeah, yep. yeah, and it fixates. If nothing, I've been told wrong, that my whole life. Don't, why are you even worried yeah. about that? You're such a worrier. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's human. We we all do it. And if nothing's wrong, we fixate and we just try and sort of grab things out of the air that might go wrong, mm. and then we start listening to our minds. And then if we get on Doctor Google, it's even worse, mm. and we get into spirals of anxiety. Mm. So, do you think that the worried mind's related to anxiety? Oh, hello. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I can. Sorry, you dropped out for a sec. So do you think that the worried mind is related to anxiety? Well, it causes anxiety because it's these thoughts mm. that are whirling around in our minds that trigger off the anxiety response in our bodies yeah. and then it becomes like a little snowball. So our bodies are worried but nothing's mm. wrong. So our mind's thinking, what's wrong? And then it's like plucking stuff out of the air. So it becomes a perfect storm. Mm. See, I find that my mind actually does this when I have nothing to worry about. Like if I have a job or, you know, like if I've just had like something huge that's happening, I'm planning a wedding or something that's taking my mind off things, then I'm okay. But it's when everything's sort of like fine and mm-hmm. I don't have any, then I start getting really anxious. Like I would be too, I'm too embarrassed to even tell you about some of the things that I've stressed out over because it's you so can't, ridiculous. You can't that, shock me, believe me. <laughs> oh, I love it when people say that. <laughs> yeah, especially You can't shock me and my favourite words. Yeah. <laughs> I shock everyone. You don't, you don't hear it often. Yeah. <laughs> but that's but, okay, so another it's, it's our brains getting bored. So when our brains get oh. bored, they go back to default. Mm. And if your default is to be anxious and worry mm-hmm. about what might go wrong in the future, mm-hmm. then boom, there it is. Is that a little bit like idle hands at the devil's playground? You've got Pretty to keep much. your brain busy. So well, if your brain's default was happiness... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do. Like the, the way to kind of manage the worried mind is to stay constantly busy, but that's exhausting. Yep. Um, so what I try and help people do is learn how to manage the worried mind um, like using stuff like mindfulness techniques and self-compassion to sort of have a break from the worried mind. Yeah. Mm. And mindfulness has always been a freaky one for me because it like, reminds me of stillness and that's where I start thinking I have AIDS. When I'm, yeah. my brain is still. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing as well, Louise, I find I'm also a doomsday prepper. I, you know, have a slight irritable bowel and I'm constantly paranoid about bowel cancer. But my husband isn't mm-hmm. sitting there going, oh, I think I've got lung cancer because I'm coughing. Like, why is it? And I hate to be stereotypical, mm. but it is more women. Is it? Am I right that it's more well, women that worry yeah. about these life-threatening illnesses that aren't hopefully there? Well, 
Yeah, look, anxiety is more uh, presented in women and wow. more women go and see psychologists, but mm-hmm. that's not to say that men don't worry. Mm-hmm. They just might not tell people about it and not make it to the research studies. Okay. But there's, there's, there's definitely differences um, in temperament. We're born with a worried mind. Or we women are? Born. Or well, just every people. Oh, okay. mm. Yeah, right. and okay. some people are, are not born with a worried mind or, you know, they're less likely to default into anxiety and worry. So it's just, you know, much of a muchness as to, lack of a draw as to what you get. Yeah. My, see, my partner, Denim, he, we get trolled all the time and just mm. for fun he'll read our trolls <gasps> and no. he's like, <laughs> they think this and this. But he, they say it about him, they say awful things about him and he laughs and he thinks nothing of it. He's like, anyway, I'm going to the beach, you ready? And I'm just like <laughs> in the corner rocking going, oh, I, I think know. that they, you know, how did they know this about us? Like that was a secret. Had they found, oh my God, are they here? Oh. And he's just like, what's wrong with you? Like he literally does not give a crap. Wow. And That's, yeah. yeah. I love that. And idea. I need that because I'm so anxious and worried that I need that calming influence on me of somebody that just goes, nah, I couldn't care less. But it's that's really obviously nice a predisposition. A partner that's, yeah that's not doing it back, you know, because then you can get into real spirals together of anxiety. Oh, my God. Like, can you? Ima- I can only imagine that would be horrible. <laughs> oh yeah. But don't but, judge yourself for being different. Because I you know what? I'm actually protecting awesome. everybody by worrying. Exactly, I'm protecting my family. Mind. Yeah, exactly. It's, and that, that's where, you know, evolutionary theory, if we didn't worry, we didn't survive. So we're survivors, right? Yes, and I'm a survivor. About, you are, exactly. Yeah. And we just know, need to know where to draw the line of, hang on, is what I'm thinking about, A, really happening, B, really happening right now, and C, is it helpful? And if not, what can I do to calm myself down? Yeah, I like See, this. Do you know yeah. another thing that I do that everybody's always said to me is you always go to worst-case scenario, Con. Mm. And what mm-hmm. I say Doom to them creep. is... I go to worst case scenario because if I can handle worst case, if I've got a plan for worst case, then I know I'm going to be okay. It's the only way I can rest and go to sleep. I go, okay, worst case, and I can survive that. Mm-hmm. And then it helps yep. me calm my brain down. Is that healthy? Yep. Is that healthy? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when people ask if that's healthy. There's, there's no, there's no. Especially gain. on radio. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure at all. Yeah, no, there's no gauge that says what's healthy or, or what's not healthy. Like there's no mm-hmm. such thing as normal. It's just, you know, if this helps me get through the day and it's working for me, then I'll keep using then it. that's but, okay. Yeah, and, and mm. if it doesn't, if it tips over, so you're doomsdaying like everything from like will I drown in the shower to, you know, <laughs> that that's a bit too much. But if it's not interfering in life and if it is getting you to sleep, then there's nothing wrong. Oh, Valium gets me to sleep. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's true and it's legal because the doctor prescribed it to me, so I'm allowed to talk about it on radio. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> some people do need, it, get, it can get to that point where it, there's no shame in asking for help with yep. switching off a body that's just so wired for anxiety that it's hard even with all the mindfulness in the world, to calm down. Yeah. So it's just, again, recognising when it's tipping over into a bit too much. Yep. Thank you so much for giving Thank us you. a free counselling session again, Louise. <laughs> we will be calling Anytime. you again very soon. Just start billing us. Can you build the radio session with us? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so Thank much. You. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. We are back and we are halfway through the sesh con. You might have heard of Constance Hall. She's got a book. She's got over a million queens on her Facebook. I'm Annalise. I'm the bestie. 
This is the bit where you tease me about having seven <laughs> followers. <laughs> All right. She's got heaps of followers. I thought you got some more followers. I'm not going to tease you anymore. You're going to you're going to outdo me soon. That's the aim. That I'm going right. to I'm going to go from Gail to Oprah to the Ellen of the duo. <laughs> That's where I'm. Would you put Ellen end. above Oprah? That's well, she's more relevant now, isn't she? Like yeah, Oprah's, know, like, Oprah's iconic and Ellen's like now. Okay, but yeah. Ellen's funny, but Oprah's inspirational. Yeah. Well, so you're more inspirational and I'm funnier. Well, No, funnier. I'm funnier and more inspirational. Oh, jeez. <laughs> take it all, <laughs> I want it all. So uh, this week we are going to be roping back our fashion on the field expert, Draco yes, for Queen Draco. Vice. Draco's, actually I spoke to Draco and he oh. has a little... A little gripe to pull up, pick up with you regarding some of your current outfit choices. Oh. I would describe your fashion sense as professional chic. Oh, thanks, Con. Draco yeah. wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> great. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to hear what he's got to say for himself later. Um, also, Con, a star has been refused toilet access this week and wet themselves. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, who? Sarah relatable. We're going to be chatting about that later. So you can I thought her name was Sarah for a second <laughs> then. <laughs> Sarah relatable, not Sarah. Sarah relatable. And also, <laughs> next, we're going to be talking about Con's getting married and Woo! he loves a wedding. <laughs> ah, I can't wait. This is the Queen Sesh. And Annalise is very excited because. <laughs> and smug Annalise. Con's getting married. This is correct. And it's going to be bridesmaids. I wasn't on the shelf for very long, and there's a lot of heartbroken men out there. I know. I hate to break it to them all. Yeah. I'm no longer available. Yeah. I was never actually available. I was going to say, you hung up your stiletto heels, but you don't wear heels or stilettos. No, I don't. I'm very excited for you, mate. Thanks, mate. Oh, I can't wait. You know how much I love a wedding. I do know how much you love a wedding. And I'm thinking maybe for the show we can we'll get work to pay for it. We'll record it. We'll live stream. Oh we'll have mic. We'll be mic'd up. It's going to you know, be the work, Queen if Sesh If work live. wants to pay for our wedding, that is absolutely 100 percent okay with me. <gasps> oh, yes, <laughs> producer Ellie's dancing up and down like me. <laughs> the Queen Sesh goes. Um, producer Ellie wants to be bridesmaid too. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of censorship at our wedding. Trust me. <laughs> You're going to have to employ like 30 senses. <laughs> yeah, with the beeps, get ready to go. <laughs> so the engagement announcement. Engagement, yes. I was very excited. And what I loved was Denim actually told the story. It wasn't you and yeah, your Yeah, I wasn't going to tell the story because yeah. I was just like not going to tell the story, you know me. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it. But, yeah, he did just one night. Well, we, were, we had all the kids with us and we were taking them for dinner and he was just sitting there tapping away on his screen. <laughs> And he was telling the story and I was like, oh, that's going to make the news. <laughs> a couple of my friends at Daily Mail will be interested in that. <laughs> my friends, my fans. <laughs> my, Your besties. My Daily Mail besties. <laughs> and it was so beautiful though. Like I know, you know, and you've said he did it a couple of times, but the last time, and this is what he wrote. I've, I've got his story here from his Facebook, The Cook Trinity. We were standing on the soft white sand entwined in each other's arms with the waves crashing on the beach behind us. The sunset had mixed tangerine with fusion and against the turquoise water. <sighs> Constance Hall, as you know, our love has existed before the beginning of time. Will you marry me so our souls can be entwined? 
Oh. Can you not read it in that bloody voice? I love it. And then it got all like, got quite sexual with, you know, jumping and wrapping your legs around him in the, the <laughs> beach and <laughs> golfing. I was like, yes, I was kind of turned on. Frank, can you not get turned on by my sex life, please? <laughs> oh, so yeah, it, it was, was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And oh. we were both like fully clothed and we had to go back up to the, the cafe where the kids were with all of our wet clothes. And it was just one of those moments that I'd never experienced a moment like that. And um, it was, it was beautiful. But, you know, we are so in love that all of our ridiculous, I always say to him, like, we make me sick. I would get up and <laughs> yeah, leave. You're, you're, if, the big, you're the first to cringe at love. <laughs> yeah, no, I am a real romantic. Like, I love love. Yeah. But I do get sickened from it very easily. Yeah. And, yeah, we make me sick all the time. Mm. So. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people spewed when they read that sentence. <laughs> but well, it was it was exactly as it happened, and it was beautiful. Well, we uh, love engagement stories, and so we've asked our queens on our Facebook page, the Queen Sesh, share your engagement stories because we love it. We're going to be chatting to you next. The, 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 the Queen Sesh. Just before we were celebrating Con's engagement, because we're very excited, and I'm. So excited because I love weddings and I can't wait for this one. <laughs> I love weddings. Like too. Do you know own. what weddings I love? I love weddings that have kids involved. Yeah. I love it. It's so special. Yeah, it when is. When there's already, you know, like my yeah. daughter was at my previous wedding. I just love it. So I'm excited to have all my children. Yeah. It's going to be Denim's beautiful. beautiful children. It's going to be bare feet. It's going to be flower crowns. It's, not, it's going to be it's beach. Not, it's not. No? Oh, no. really? Stop planning my wedding. <laughs> I can't. As if, oh, my God, are you joking? Did we just meet? <laughs> so we were reliving the beautiful proposal from Denim and it was just like so romantic and the way he was just so poetic and, you know, he shared about the story and the, the waves crashing and, you know, our souls entwining and I loved it. And then I it made me think, Con, about my husband's proposal, <laughs> which was so amazing because it was in Croatia. and I we were remember on this... you messaged me as soon as it happened. Yeah, we're on a little boat, just the two of us, and um, he was really nervous. So I kind of knew, you know, when you know that they're going to, because they're acting weird. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny how they start acting weird. Yeah, it's all weird and nervous and on edge. And I thought, oh, okay. Uh, and, and it was beautiful. But one of the lines that he said, which was so different to your very, you know, poetic, <laughs> it was, he said, um, you know, will you still love me like when I'm really old and we're old and, you know, I've got, we'll have saggy balls and they might smell. And I was just like, mm. they might smell. Yeah, I guess. I, I find that really <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, not only is it not romantic, Clarence, but why are you planning on getting like smelly balls? I don't, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so that was my engagement story. It was beautiful. And we had, you know, shagged for hours on the Baltic Sea. It was great. Champagne. What, yes. in a boat? Yeah. It's the two of us. Just the two of us. Yes. Yes. Hello, Captain. I would never shag in sunlight because you can see everything, but that's just me. (laughs) Remember, I was like 24. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And you'd had no kids, so your vagina could probably handle daylight. (laughs) Mine needs the candles. So we've asked on our Facebook page, um, we want to hear your engagement stories and there's so many comments and I can't wait to get through them all. But we have Cara from the Sunshine Coast. Tell us about your engagement story. Hi, Cara. Hello. <laughs> I was a very, very lucky girl and um, my partner at the time said to me, what would you like for your 21st birthday? Um, I said to him, don't get me anything, we'll just make a memory, we'll do something. Do something is is 
when I thought it'd be heaps better. Mm. So he booked us a, well, he booked me a skydive first. So I thought that was pretty incredible just for that. Um, and brave yeah. of you I'd, as well, jumping out of a plane. I'd booked me a skydive, <laughs> by the way. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely amazing experience. Definitely recommend it, that's for sure. Um, and we saved up a little bit more so that he could come too. And uh, all the family were down uh, from Thunderbird, which I just thought was a normal thing, um, just a normal visit. And about 9 o'clock in the morning, he poured his first bourbon, and I was like, oh, oh what's going on here? He's a, he's a good man. <laughs> Dutch courage. Yeah, no, you're right. I thought he was just scared because he's normally afraid of heights. No, or he says he's afraid of falling. Well, maybe he just likes bourbon for breakfast. Why is everyone so judgmental? <laughs> and I just thought, oh, okay, maybe I've really scared the wits out of him this one doing it. Um, and then he got to bourbon number two and I was like, oh, gosh, he's actually <laughs> really scared. What have I done? Like, <laughs> and, um, yeah, the, the uh, guys at the um, skydive place were awesome. I had absolutely no idea. Um, they were going about their normal thing and we did the jump and um, we got down, right down to the bottom and there was this massive banner and I normally wear glasses so I couldn't see a thing from, from up there and uh, we got closer to the bottom and it was a big 10 metre banner saying, Kyra, will you marry me? And there's all my family and my friends down there and it was absolutely Aww. awesome. So, <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. So lucky, yes. Yeah. So and I take it you said yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I first stopped crying, yes. <laughs> oh, I, love I love that, that story. And I, I love that all your family and friends were there. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I He's pretty confident yeah. you were going to say Yeah, I was yes. going to say, imagine if you'd said no. Well, oh, I know. Had to he, say he yes said that. and then later on you'd have had to go, hey, by the way, that was not a real yes. I just didn't want to embarrass that, you in front of everyone. That probably would have had to have been yeah. the way to go. Yeah. But, yeah, he yeah. said, you know, I thought you'd say yes, but can you imagine if you said no? I was like, oh. The thing <laughs> is that when women want to marry a man, we tell them so often that mm. by the time they ask us, they know they they know we're going to say yes. Do you know what I mean? Like we're always like so. Uh... <laughs> dum 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 dum. If you loved me, you'd marry me. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. Con. <sighs> Little bit of news came out this week. This is where Annalise fills me in on all the news because I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me and my celebrity gossip. I live. I know for you're it. obsessed. <laughs> so you and my sister love it. I'm in a group message with my sister and Annalise. Yeah. And it's just screenshot of screenshot of screenshot of news story. <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, that is so bad. Can you believe they said that to her? That's so mean. <laughs> Pride March in New York happened this week. Oh, yep. would have just killed to be there. Yeah, I know, I know. You love New York. Oh, you love I was there actually a year ago for Pride. So anyway. Yeah. And I so, can't believe they still did it, even though you weren't there. <laughs> no, New York. So yeah. Kelly Osborne was at the march and she really needed to go to the toilet. She went to Starbucks and said, can I use your restroom, as they, as they use it there. And apparently she was refused the toilet. So next thing she tweeted, shame on you at Starbucks, hashtag piss my own pants in this location because your shameful employees refused to let me use the restroom. I have piss in my shoe. Hashtag <laughs> relatable. <laughs> so apparently the Starbucks actually didn't have that, have a toilet, and that's what they came back with. Um, and it is, it's really hard to find somewhere to wee in New York. I will. Is it? Yes. Because you can't just wee, there's no bush. You can't just. And well, there's not that many public facilities. It's so big. Imagine how gross they get. 
ugh, like there's ones yeah, on the Yeah, I did that in France and I was like, I need to go to the toilet. And the guy, the driver took me to one. He goes, that one's going to be really nice and clean. It had crap everywhere. And you know when you just oh, have busting? Gross. You just have to go, yeah. Yeah. So we've all been there. I know you've got um, your ultra colitis and you have some. Ulcerative. Ul- I can never say ulcerative colitis. Um, and you've had some close calls with needing the toilet and things like that. But Yeah. Oh, no, not even close calls. I've literally pooed myself mm. in my favourite overalls and I had to throw them away. <laughs> That's, that's worse than Kelly Osbourne's. That's worse than Kelly Osbourne. And th- that's part of my illness. I had, had to come to terms with the fact that, like, crapping myself isn't just a faraway threat. Mm. <laughs> it's a very real. So I do feel for Kelly because um, her night would have been cut short as it started to dry. She would have definitely developed a slight stench. Yeah, it's summer over there. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to help. No. <laughs> New York and June. Um, but yeah, I know. If they didn't have a toilet, they didn't have a toilet. But I think everyone should let everyone use toilets. It's just, yeah. you know, I, I was issued a card from the um, Inflamed Bowel Disease Association. Really? That's, yeah, that says, I have a bowel disease. I need to use your toilet. And it, uh, in big letters, it says, can't wait. And it's like, oh. yeah, a by the medical association. So you're supposed to flash it to people that work at like, you know, the IGA yeah. or whatever and go, have you please, f- can I use your bathroom? Have you flashed or, it? No. Nah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or you've got, or you like get a push in at the line. Ah, imagine, yeah. imagine you walk up. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> with your sweetie sunnies, Constantor's here. I need to crap you, you flash your card. Do you know what we did when we were in London? <laughs> we had one night out after my tour and it was, oh, okay, we had two nights out after my tour. Yeah. But it was it was a huge night. It was 2 a.m. And we went to an off-license there, which is like a 24-hour bottle shop mm. convenience store. And my mate said to, him, said to the guy, can she use your toilet? And the guy said, no. And he goes, oh, come on, she's busting. And the guy said, no, I don't know why it came out, but I said, I'm pregnant. Oh. <laughs> And I poked my belly out and he looked at me like, you pregnant piece of crap. <laughs> and he let me use his toilet because none of them could say no to this pregnant chick. The Queen Sesh. We are fueled with grief because not only are we coming to the end of our show, but also we are burdened. With the presence of our fashion on the field expert, Draco from Ash London Live. Welcome back Welcome to the Queen Welcome to the Sesh. show, Draco. Oh, God, it's been a while. I know. I well, know. that's for some it's been reasons. Too long. We'll it was talk actually me that got you back. Yeah. Like, when do we get Draco back? I yeah. Can't go. I was like, never. And look, Con, <laughs> thank God you hustled me back in because, to be honest, we've got a bit of a friend intervention sort of <laughs> moment <friend> happening. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What Tell me, it? what has she been doing while Queens. I haven't been with her? Yeah. Annalise. Mm. has got the worst fashion sense in the whole building. That is not true. <laughs> Con, can I just tell you, the other day, it was like Wednesday or Thursday, it was quite cold. Mm. She Winter. wore a blanket to work <laughs> as an outfit. It was fashion. It was an a ac- wearable. No, it was a Did picnic blanket. No, Did no, no, no. It wasn't like a chic shawl blanket. You no, but It was oh a legitimate God. blanket. Do you know what? Blanket. That reminds me of Bots Eating Gilbert Grape when that huge big fat mum goes, Bring me my coat. And they threw a jumper on it. They threw a rug on it. I hate you guys. So she wore that one day and then I think it was maybe Friday, she Mm. wore these leggings like she was a year seven private school girl, like really thick, (laughs) woolen, blue, hideous leggings. Yeah, no, I was... I, I was 
guys, I was being thin at the gym and I was wearing active wear, which no, you have it previously was not active stated wear. that you can wear active wear to work. We've had <laughs> this discussion. Wear. I was following your advice. Con, you should have seen it. It was not active wear leggings. Oh. They were like private school girlies. Can we get a photo of them for the um, for the Facebook page, yeah, please? Fine. I told you to burn them. Did you private burn them school? yet? No, oh, they're leggings. like one of my favourite. I've had them. I've actually had them since. <laughs> Oh my oh, God. She went to a private school, Draco. <laughs> yeah, gosh. <laughs> okay, well, so you think that you're Miss Thang in your get up, which obviously I'll be um, posting to our social pages um, because you literally look like your Beyonce today. Actually, the other, oh, yesterday when I went to Grilled and I was leaving, the guy said, bye Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> but I was wearing sunglasses inside, to be fair. So I was Actually, like, every yeah. time I think about you, I think about that time that girl asked us if it was okay to wear sunglasses inside and you were like, Trish, live <laughs> your best <laughs> life. <laughs> And that's all I ever say now. When, any, when any, ever yeah. anyone says to me, what are you doing, Connor? I go, I'm best lifing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Living your best life. All right. So I'm living my best. What should I be wearing this winter, Draco? Um, well, obviously, activewear is still in. Mm. Um, so <laughs> leggings, um, but okay. but you don't want like camel toe showing. Oh, I would just wear a longer hey, top. If your yes. camel had a toe like mine, you'd yeah. understand it's hard to hide. <laughs> so long, long tops. Yep. If you're going to work, it, make it work though, like mm. like Khloe Kardashian, the, um, she makes the camel toe work and make Does it a she? thing, joke about it. Like, yep, yeah, there okay. it is. You've but no action. Accident. With conviction, then it exactly, just can't be an exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, or like you said, um, Annalisa, cover it with like a long top. Yeah. A very in this season. I was, was going to say cover it with a panty liner. Would <laughs> <laughs> that work? I think so. Maybe a thicker pad. <laughs> yeah, thick one. Um, um, black puffy sleeveless vests. Oh, very in. I've got one of those from Supre. Not in from Supre. <laughs> um, maybe like a country road or like a, you know. Yeah. I, can't e- I can't even afford to look at country road. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just like less picnic blankets as outerwear and more um, black. Black, is very black yeah. grey, white. I'm wearing, I'm wearing. Today you're all in royal black, blue. Oh my God, do you know how I'm Melbourne you sound? Top. Black, grey and white. <laughs> <laughs> it's fashion. Today, Anna Luce is in all royal blue. It's and so a, sweet. A black top. I look at my chic <laughs> shoes. I really thought. I don't about think them. I'd do royal blue either. No. To be honest. Oh, do you know what, you guys? <laughs> just and honestly. there's cat hair all over you. <laughs> oh, no, Get a lint roller. No, it's, it's my hair. <laughs> Get oh, a lint geez. Anyway, um, we're gonna we're getting the wrap up sign because our producer Ellie wants Draco out of the studio. Clearly, as do I. And I don't. I don't. Draco. <laughs> Should we, I'll call you later. Beyonce, thank oh, you. That's all we have time for. Thank God. You can contact us on our Facebook anytime, and also check out all of Draco's outfits, my outfits. Um, you be the judge, and you can catch up on our podcast. We're also including a X-rated extra for our potties from now on, which is going to be amazing so make sure you listen to that and uh we'll be back in a couple of weeks we'll let you know on our facebook when we're back but we'll miss you so much have a great week love you queens thanks draco thanks get out <laughs> this is the queen sesh and that's another wrap on another sesh con this is just a special little shout out to our potties what should our we call potties. them our queen queen pods pod queens i don't know <laughs> we'll have to come up with a great Not name yeah producer ellie will come up with something i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for bothering to listen to us um we full, appreciate it so much you know it, it's a lot it's a without any break from us it's a lot of no i'm, I'm with you guys i wouldn't <laughs> listen i'd listen to it without breaks too um, and if you did enjoy I bet they're listening, all in the kitchen right now. Yeah, or the car. A lot of people messaged us and said, you know, I listened to you on the commute to work and all that okay. stuff. And 
beautiful. We had so many messages from um, queens from Canada, UK. A Whoa. special shout out to Nikki. I think she's our number one fan in the UK. Nikki, actually. <laughs> where is she from the UK? Yeah, she loves us. Yeah. And yeah, Australia, Canada, wherever you are, thank you so much. And can we ask a favour? If you did enjoy the show, please leave you us a review did. at the end. Five stars, ideally, if you feel it Five deserved stars. it. We'd love yeah. to hear from Even you. Even if you don't. I think I deserved it. <laughs> just, just do it. <laughs> but what we're going to be doing each week, we're going to be giving you guys an X-rated extra just for the potty. So this week it's a kind of crazy story and it's it's Constance, <laughs> it's her mum, it's her family. It's the first edition mom, of the Queen Sesh. going to have to actually listen to the podcast now. She will now. <laughs> it's the Queen Sesh X-rated extra. Enjoy. Okay, so Annalise, yes. I got home last night from two weeks up north, beautiful, yeah. camping, surfing, not that I surf, but <laughs> <laughs> no. and um, my house is clean when I got home because my cousins have been there, my stepdad's been there, and they've been there with my um, two twinnies that I didn't bring with me, so oh, I was beautiful. stoked to get home, yeah, and yeah. like I went upstairs and they, because um, uh, Denim's kid Zeke stayed as well, so like everyone's sort of been sharing my bedroom, like taking it in turns, because I've got the beautiful bedroom upstairs. Commune and, shake, yeah. Yeah, commune shake, and so they knew to keep the... Um, to wash all the sheets and everything before I got back. So anyway, when I got back, I saw my bed was all nice and new sheets and everything was amazing. Oh, I love that. And then I know. And then I went to the bathroom. Everything was amazing. And then I saw my bathroom bin, and oh. I thought, you know what? There's a crust in there from a piece of toast that Denim left on the kitchen bathroom bench before we left. And there's a um, there's a empty up and go from before I even went to Europe. Oh, it's been no. there for three months. So it's a tiny bin, yeah. Mm. People, we've just been wedging things in. Yeah. And I was like. I'm just going to change it. Like, I'm actually going to do this because mm. even though I'm about to go to bed, it's going to make me feel good. So I got a plastic bag and I emptied it. And at the bottom of it, I found a purple condom wrapper. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> who's been rooting in my bed? And so I went downstairs and I said to my cousins, I was like, look, guys, I'm not going to get angry. I'm not, okay? <laughs> but I just want to know who has been rooting in my bed. Because oh. my bedroom is, it's beautiful. It's all open and mm. I'm in the trees. You know, all the beautiful, like, um, windows. And I just thought someone's like, poisoning it with their rank teenage sex yeah and then they both were not nah like con like seriously like we would tell you and they're really honest with me because i never crack the shits about anything mm. and they were like seriously like we haven't and and then um my youngest cousin goes oh my god con can i ask you something was that lube yours oh. and i was like <laughs> lube i don't use lube <laughs> I don't know who uses lube, but I was like, oh my God, some rank teenager's been like having sex all night. Like, I'm sorry, my sex doesn't go all night. I don't need like a bottle of lube and 25 condoms and porn, you know. Power <laughs> And now I'm picturing that there's been this sex fest in my oh. bed and I'm so grossed out. And anyway, so the first person I always turn to is my brother because, you know, like everyone knows that I leave my house open. So people just come to my house whenever. Yeah. Someone's been using my house as a sex pit and oh. I assumed it was my brother. So I was like, William. And he was like, what? And I was like. There's a condom wrapper in my bin. And he was like, well, it wasn't me. What do you think? I've got my own house. I'm not going around to your house to have sex. And I was like, you're the only person I know that uses condoms. <laughs> <laughs> and then and I said, and there was also lube there. And he goes, gross. I said, I don't use lube. He goes, rank. I don't want to know what you use. I don't even want to know that you don't use lube. And I was like, anyways, we started talking. He said to me, actually, ironically, Last week I was at mum's house and I was lying there on my bed with my, my mate and his mate's sitting on the bed chatting to him like a bloke and mum comes in and mum's so awkward and she goes, what are those condom wrappers doing under your bed? And he was like, 
I didn't even know they were there, Mum. She goes, it's time that we talk about what you do with your used condoms. And Will oh, was just dying. No. Why does Mum get off on this? She loves talking about awkward stuff. So he was dying with his mate there. And she goes, you know, you can't flush them in the toilet. They need to be put in a plastic bag, wrapped up and put them in the bin. And then Will turns around to Mum and goes, oh, Mum, I save them all up and I throw them in your bed. Oh. <laughs> Because Will's even ranker than my mum. So I thought we'd get mum on and yes. ask her why she loves talking about rank shit. Okay, let's get let's get the Queen Mother on Jackie. But so hang on, you and you never while we're calling us, so you I'm never not, found um, out. Yeah. So you, if anyone's listening, if you you've been rooting in my bed, condom. <laughs> yeah, wow. wrapper. Okay, I wonder who it was. It's got to be one of it's got to be one of the cousins. Terrible. Unless your mum came over here. and used your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't say Hi. that. Jackie. Mum. Oh, finally. <laughs> I thought you guys had long kicked me off the show. <laughs> no way. Never. The show's not this. It just calls bitches. You're, <laughs> bitch fest. You're listening to the bitch fest with Constance Hall and Annalise. <laughs> All right. Okay, so mum. Jackie. Yes. You what have I done? To, you decided to bring up Will's condom use in front of his mate. Oh. <laughs> His mates were just there. His mates love me. You know, did I did Will tell you what Corey texted him at eleven o'clock at night? No. He said, I'm in love, Will, and Will went with who? And he wrote back, Your mum. Mum <laughs> Mum, you know teenage boys say that to piss each other off. They don't say because they're actually in love with the mum. Oh, I feel it. He is. Hang on, and aren't you you literally are Mrs. Robinson, like that's your life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's a, it was made for me. I need right. a young folk, so. Oh, I love so, that. So, Mum, I was wondering, young. while I've been away, have you been down to Margaret River at all? <laughs> have, you no. been, have you stayed in Con's bed at all? Just <laughs> used it, used the bed as a workbench? I should be so lucky, Jesus. Because <laughs> I found a condom wrapper in my bin and the girl, my... <laughs> <laughs> and my girls, the girls found a bottle of lube under my yeah. bed. Yeah, so all, of course we thought of you. <laughs> and we thought, I saw I called Will and I said to Will, did you, have you been rooting in my bed? And he was like, no, mum, it's probably mum. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, I would, if I could fly down there. Oh, it's a nice gross. little spot, sort of romantic, you know. I know, but somebody's sexy been sort of way. bloody little, little bang buddy. Corner. Yeah, I know. Oasis. Oh. Great. I know. Oh. So, Mum, did you like Will's response when he told you that he's been saving up all his used condoms to put in your bed? <laughs> no. He <laughs> <laughs> was so grossed out when he told me yesterday. He's like, why does Mum have to be so rank? I said, I don't know. She actually loves being rank. Yeah, it's, it's like every time I'm rank, it's a surprise to him. But I've always been like this. It's not a something new. You've always been ranked to me as well. Like if something gross yeah. has happened, you just can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> no. Or if you see something gross on TV, you're like, let's chat. And you want to talk about like the details about it. And I'm always like, why, mum? <laughs> and do you know what my, well, my fear is that slowly it's coming on to me. And now yeah. I'm like starting to do it to my kids. I'm like, so. And my kids are like, gross, mum. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm turning into mum. <laughs> and it, it, the older you get, the more... The worse it gets. Yeah. I just can't help it now, as Con well knows. It's mm, very true. It's genetic. She loves sharing details of her own sex life with me, which is, if, you know, as soon as well, she starts talking, I've got my ears and go and start my car. And she's just chasing <laughs> me out the front, telling me more and more. <laughs>
Well, we, we love having you on the show, Jax, and we can't wait to get you back again. So just keep clocking good. up those stories. Just text me. Just, just bypass Con, go straight to me, That's and we'll, we'll get idea. you back on the show. <laughs> okay. I love you guys. Thanks for joining us. We I love, love you, you too. Love you. Bye. Bye. The, 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 the Queen Sesh.